Northwest, uh, a lot of things happening this Black History Month, coming down to the middle of the month. Uh, several events are going on, and one is uh, really uh, fairly well known uh, out of the Kitsap County area, and that's uh, the African American Achievement Awards. It's an annual event, and uh, a founder of that event is Deborah Moore Jackson, who's on the, on the line with us right now. So, uh, Deborah Moore Jackson, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest. Uh, your big event is coming up on Saturday, uh, the 19th. And why don't you uh, tell our listeners a, couple, a little bit about yourself, because you do run a very important program over in Kitsap County as well. So once again, uh, why don't you share with a little uh, your background with our listening audience? Well, hello, everybody. And once again, I'm Ms. Eddie Wright, Jr. Thank you for having me on your show. I am very, very honored to be here today. I just want to tell everybody, um, I started this organization called Surviving Change, and we believe in eliminating self-perceived limitations. We have many, many programs here. We have the TRAP Rental Assistance Program with the um, Commerce of Washington State and with our county. I belong to the um, Kitsap Public Health Care District. Um, I do pop-ups all over our county clinics um, for the COVID-19. We also do a credit retrieval program here. We also vacate criminal records, um, help individuals transition from out of prison into our community. So we also do second chance rentings and we partner with many, many landlords in our community. So there's not nothing that surviving change does not do and touch. We also partner with own um, the house of Scott funeral home and uh, with them. So we offer many, many, many services to our BIPOP and our community here in Kitsap County. So now I would like to tell you guys the birth of the Washington State African American Achievement Awards. Uh, that's one of my passions. Um, we implemented this, um, this event to go ahead and share and bring forth individuals BIPOC, African-Americans who have done great things and who have done accomplishments here in Washington State. And we wanted to share this with our young people so they can see individuals that look like them that are doing things, becoming something, instead of becoming a drug dealer, homeless, or uneducated. We bring all these individuals that have done a significant thing and made our state the great state that it is today and bring forth this event to bring education and knowledge and um, this big gathering together just to do connecting, connecting um, individuals with the young people here. So, um, excuse me? I said absolutely. Yes, you said absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. This is my assistant. And so this year, um, you know, we have um, honored many, many individuals. But I wanted to say to our legendary Eddie Wright Jr., um, everybody loves him in Riverton. He is a legend in Riverton <laughs> at all the barbecues. I mean, he taught us about how important it is um, being of color, being a black person. Um, Eddie, um, he's one of our topics at our barbecues, our gatherings, and uh, what he came over and did for Kitsap County back in the day. So we are so grateful. And plus, um, I believe, um, Mr. Eddie Rye, you hosted the show two or three times? Yes, I did. Yes, indeed. And we were honored, honored. It, Everyone it was an honor for me, too. Oh, you're so welcome. So this year, um, Surviving Change, we decided to go ahead and honor 
black power couples. You know, so we did that search. We have an Eastern Regional Director. We have a King County Regional Director and um, a Pierce County. And so we were in search of um, power black couples that have made a difference, that has been an example. And um, we wanted to share their life stories and the things that they've done to make this state great. And to share with our young people, because we have many, many young people that come to this event. And um, so that these individuals can share their stories and so they can receive something, grasp, and have something to hold on to. So um, we decided to honor black power couples. And this year we're honoring Dr. Kimberly Riley and Pastor Ken Riley and um, Senator Tawana um, Noble and her husband, J.R. Noble, and that great lady who I am so crazy about, um, Leslie Jones. I haven't forgot Judge Richard Jones, but um, her story inspired me. You know, she's a black girl that rocks. She's inspirational. And um, I get my drive and my passion about serving my community from her. And so um, much love goes to um, Leslie Jones and her partner, Judge Richard Jones. So and the things that he has done um, in King County and around the state he has given back in their work. So we are honoring them and that lovely couple, um, Apostle David Davis and Pastor Sharon Davis. So the things that um, they have done for the state and within their community um, over in the Tacoma Pierce County area, the Lakewood area. So we're going to be sharing their story. And then that other dynamic couple, Faye and Ron Flemister of Kitsap County. Um, they've been in business for over 30 years. They have taken um, the BIPOC community businesses and have shown them the way, the ins and outs, the do's and the don'ts, and um, how to transition um, individuals that came out of prison and have opened up business, and they have taken them under their gateway and their arms. So we really appre appreciate each and every one of these power couples. Now we have a fantastic host. B. Ivan Van from Tacoma, Washington, Pastor Johnson, um, who will be hosting, which he's hosted one other time before us. So he's going to bring his Holy Ghost spirit and his spirit right along and move this show along. And we also have um, Bridget Brazil. She has flown in all the way from Lyons, France, to come and entertain us. And we also have the Disciples of mine, all the way from Memphis, Tennessee, performing under that. There's something about that name, Jesus. And nevertheless, nevertheless, we have the one-time Grammy Award winner, two-time Stella Award winner, Lee Andrea Johnson. So we just want to bring that whole celebration and to honor our power, dynamic couples, and, and just do the thing you know, and show them how much we love them and give them that recognition that they deserve and, and, and just make it a show all about them. And so that's why I decided to bring Leandria and Bridget here and um, these other performers from other states just to show them off. So, now, um, uh, is the uh, event sold out? Can people still get tickets to participate in the event? Uh, yes, we have tickets. They can still go to brown paper tickets, but we have tickets at the door. 
So they can purchase the tickets at the door if they're going to come. And um, to the social hour starts at 4, taking your pictures on the red carpet with Leandria and Bridget and the Mines. We have dinner at 5. But if you just want to go ahead and come enjoy the show, the doors open at 6.30. And you can purchase tickets at the door. Okay, now I want to talk to the lady that's backing you up. We have not introduced her yet. So would you please introduce her and let her have a few words? All right. Well, hi, Mr. Eddie Wright. My name is Tanita Naylor, and I am Franny Mae's cha-cha. Our grandmother grandmother, uh, created this recipe. She needed to make a spicy vegetarian condiment for our grandpa. Thus, our family's cha-cha relish was created. We have named this product in honor of our late mother, Frances May. We hope you enjoyed this as much as our family and friends over the past uh, 60 years. Franny Made Foods, LLC. It's P.O. Box 2965, Bremerton, Washington. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. We have a hot and a mild sauce. It goes on everything. You will love it. Just ask so, Deborah. She's good well, I'm from Louisiana, so I don't know all about that. Cha cha. So. What'd you say? Okay. I said, I'm from Louisiana, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, not chow-chow, cha-chow. Cha-chow, right, right. <laughs> yes, honey, yes. Yeah, my, yeah, my grandmother used to make it. Okay, Miss okay, Deborah. Uh, okay, Miss Deborah. Yes, yes. Okay, go right ahead. We got about two or three minutes left, so I want to make sure you get all the information okay, in. Make, well, we just want to make sure that everybody comes out and supports us. You know, um, come out in honor and show your love. Show your love to each and every one of these power couples. Come and show your love to the community and come and see show, see the love that Kitsap County has for you. So we're asking that each and every one of you come on out, and um, we look forward to having you. Once again, the show is at, the show, the doors open at 6.30 p.m., dinner's at 5 and social hours at four. And that was kind of backwards. I, pro- I apologize. But once again, we are looking forward to having all of you to come out and celebrate with us. And so you're inviting the power couples to be there at four to t- take the red carpet uh, pictures with the uh, entertainment. Is that right? Or their individuals? Yes, How does correct, that work? correct, correct. The power couples and those who have purchased dinner tickets, um, they will be taking their pictures on the red, red carpet with all the entertainers. They will be eating dinner um, with Leandria and with Bridget. So, um, and then getting your picture taken and socializing and mingling. And some of us haven't seen each other for, you know, since during this COVID. So get yeah, we've been locked up. one another again. Yes, yeah, that's, that's great because we certainly have been locked down and locked up for the last couple of years. And now I see they're, removing some of the restrictions, but uh, I'm still going to encourage folks to be careful because uh, we still oh, got yeah. too many people running around here who have not been vaccinated. And uh, I understand now people are being able to get their fourth shot. I'm going to be looking for mine. I'll tell you that. Well, so are we. And Mr. Eddie Wright, we want to let you know, Surviving Change is hosting another pop-up clinic here at St. Clair Missionary Baptist Church on the 24th of February from 1 to 6 p.m. Um, children five and up, and we're giving them Moderna, the Pfizer, and the Johnson and Johnson. Come and get your first, second, your booster shot. So this will be our fourth one that we've given. So we do believe in being safe and vaccinated, and masks are required. 
temperatures will be taken. And we also have a couple of RNs on board. Well, Deborah Moore Jackson, you and your crew are doing a great job as usual. I want to thank you very much. I know you have nothing but success on Saturday and beyond with all the work you're doing in the Kitsap County area. So thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for having us. Mr. Eddie right. Wright Jr. You know everybody tuned okay. in because they love Eddie in Bremerton. We love you, Eddie. Well, we appreciate it. I sure appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. All right now. Okay. Uh, I, my next guest is uh, is Hayward Evans. Uh, Hayward, are you on the line? I'm here. Yes. Okay. All yes. right. Hey, Hayward and I are uh, the co-conveners of the uh, the Seattle King County Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee. And uh, so we try to do something in the name of Dr. King several times a year. And this year we'll be uh, having an event uh, on the 21st, which is Monday, which is President's Day. It's also the day of the African-American Legislative Day. We'll be talking to Gabriel Prawl and uh, Reverend Paul Benz uh, a little later in the program. But hey, why don't you lay out the program on what's going to be happening on the 21st, five to six, and then we'll also be joined by Pastor, by Minister Jimmy Hurd, Pastor of Church, uh, Holgate Church of Christ, who is hosting the reception uh, after the event. If it rains, we'll host the, the entire event. So here we we'll go right ahead. Oh, thank you, Eddie. Uh, you know, the, the beauty of it, this is the fourth annual Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee uh, uh, hosting Black History Month at Martin Luther King junior civil rights memorial park uh, remember now it's about civil rights and everybody who participates in the civil rights movement but uh but this monday we're having the uh the fourth annual black history month award ceremony we want to acknowledge local people that are worked hard and frankly are first in their areas uh in the civil rights movement but we're looking at uh giving an award uh called the mayor norm rice public servant award to none other than our retired Chief Claude Harris. Claude first came to the Seattle uh, Fire Department in January 1959. Wow. And he became the uh, Chief of Police in 1985 and remained the Chief of Police for about 16 years, I believe. But he's getting one of the awards. Also, we're giving an award to... Um, uh, April Sims. April Sims is on the Washington State Labor Council. She's the first in the nation, male or female, to be uh, the secretary treasurer of AFL-CIO. And that's April Sims will be receiving an award. And then we have uh, King County Council member uh, Gamai uh, Zahele. And Gamai is the first African-born member of the King County Council. And he'll be receiving the Larry Gossett uh, Servant of the People Award. Since one, he took Larry's place, and two, he's following in, in Larry's footsteps there on the King County Council. You know, uh, you mentioned him. I, I want to say that uh, Germay was really responsible for putting, rescinding uh, uh, Governor's Directive 98-01 and also uh, pressing uh, the legislature and the governor to reinstate affirmative action. So uh, with him taking that position alone, as far as I'm concerned, that board qualifies him for it. But he has been doing an outstanding job in representing his district and the people. So go right ahead, Edward. Yeah, yeah, Servant of the People Award. And then we also, uh, Peggy Joan Maxey. You might not hear her name in a long time. Some of you might not remember her. But she, in 1971, she was the first uh, woman, African-American, elected to the state legislature. 
And in fact, she designed the bill that brought uh, women's rights as a primary issue in the state of Washington. But that's uh, Peggy Joan Maxey. And then uh, finally, and not least, is uh, Christopher Williams. Christopher Williams is deputy director of the Seattle Parks and Recreation, but he's also the first person ever African-American to be the chair of Together Washington. And Together Washington is really a big movement to, to address the issues of diversity and particularly making sure people of color are being funded contractually. So real proud of Christopher, and they've always been there for us, Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee. Anytime we wanted to do anything in the park, uh, Christopher uh, Williams and the Seattle Parks Department have been right there in the forefront to help us. Now, uh, we, well, uh, go ahead, Hayward. I was going to talk about the rest of the program, but you're on a roll, so you go right ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, I just wanted to acknowledge, if, if you drive by the park and you see people installing the lights, that's the apprentice uh, program for the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, uh, Local 46, taking on that task. And then also uh, hanging the signs. You know, we had a lot of people out there, Clean Coat Benz, my son's company, and a few other folks were out there hanging the banners in Martin Luther King Park. The NAACP, Seattle King County chapter is a sponsor, the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle. And we're just encouraging everyone to be there Monday, uh, five o'clock and walk through the park. Look at the lights. The lights in the park are in honor of Black History Month and all the accomplishments that, that, we've, that we've made here. Uh, the program itself, who are some of the participants in the pro actual program? Which will be from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., right? Oh, yeah. Some of the participants, well, of course, you and then uh, Charlene Moore, who's going to be the MC. She's the chair of the uh, Seattle King County Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee or organizing, organizing coalition. Martin Luther King Organizing Coalition. Coalition that just had that huge march and rally that, frankly, we're on the uh, uh, executive committee and we help with, of course. But then we have uh, hopefully Representative Sharon Tomiko Santos will be able to give a legislative update. And um, uh, we're looking at just different people from around the community have a chance to speak. Now, is uh, the other representative from the 37th District, uh, Kirsten Harris Talley, is she participating? Yeah, well, you know, we're, we've, um, or Claude is reaching out to her. Claude Burfett, King County Labor Council, is okay. vice president of, of uh, NAACP. The NAACP, of course, would be there, but they're reaching out to them now. They're in the legislature, but she should be there to give the award to uh, Peggy Maxey. Since the award is the Williams Owens Bush Award, who was the first African-American elected to the first legislature. And that was what, 1889. He also, he also sponsored the bill to create Washington State College, which is now Washington State University. And he put the first civil rights legislation into place, saying that you could sell uh, to black folks, you could sell land and uh, you had the right to. Which in some states, it was still illegal. Yeah, well, they, they had redlining in Seattle, so it was illegal there, too but uh, uh, unofficially illegal. <laughs> and then I think Michael Wu, we have Michael Wu who's going to be giving uh, April Sims from, uh, again, AFL-CIO, the Tyrese uh, Scott and Beverly Sims Award because everybody knows their work in labor. They were great. Yeah, exactly. I I, I uh, went went to, I got arrested a couple of times. That's one thing about it. So many of us, everybody didn't go to jail. Well, I know yeah. one time they did put Bob Santos and uh, Todd Hawkins in the same cell. And Bob was saying, man, I got to go home and cook dinner. And then uh, Todd Hawkins started singing, We Shall Overcome. 
<laughs> Bob almost started crying. So I do remember that story. So those guys really put a lot on the line to get black folks into the building trades. And I have to remind people that there were a lot of folks from other communities that also helped out, uh, like uh, Larry Gossett and Sam Martinez were uh, director of the Chicano division at uh, EOP, and Larry was director of the uh, African-American, the Black division. And when they had those marches and demonstrations, you saw Latinos like Roberto Maestas and Juan Jose Bocanegra and Sam Martinez and other going to jail when this was a movement to get Blacks in the building constru uh, construction industry, the five building trade industries. And then that also, uh, the next thing you know, we also got together and uh, demanded that uh, Beacon Hill be transferred to El Centro de la Raza without 50 years ago, but it happened. So, yeah. uh, but, but in the beauty too is that we have a war named after Reverend Paul Benz. He has a, he received the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee Living Legacy Award. But now there's an award named after him, which is the Reverend Paul Benz Community Public Agency Collaboration Award. And that's the City of Seattle Parks and Recreation, Christopher Williams. Well, you know what? He will be coming on the program a little later with Gabriel Prawl to talk about legislation, also talk about uh, 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 the uh, African-American Legislative Day, which is going to be virtual. And Gabriel will give people all that information. So, uh, Abel will give us the other parts of the program, and then uh, I want you to stay on after we take this break, because uh, Minister Jimmy Hur is going to be on. I want you to stay on with him. So, what does the rest of the program look like? Uh, Chandler Williams. Oh, Chandler Williams, you know, and he sang so beautifully. Uh, he's at New Beginnings Church, but anybody heard Chandler, he's absolutely fantastic. And then also Josephine Howe, the queen of Seattle, the musical queen of Seattle, Josephine Howe. Uh, is going to be there to perform as well. And we're going to have food right there with, with uh, Minister Hurd, right there across the street at Holgate, uh, Holgate Church of God in Christ. So, yeah, it's a Holgate Church of Christ. Holgate Church of Christ. So, you know, we're really looking forward to that. This is going to be a fantastic event. And I'm just, I want to share with you, I think everybody should come out and just uh, truly enjoy it and, and show your appreciation for these great community leaders who are all first in their own way. Uh, that's very true, because like I said, it's very important for people to be recognized for their contributions, because I know a lot of folks do a lot of things, and some folks are even shy about even wanting any recognition. But I think it's incumbent upon us to recognize people who are doing some significant things in the, in the community. And uh, saying that, I have to give a shout out to uh, Y King in Africatown for the work that they're doing, and also... Uh, they brought in a uh, Kevin Young from Mayor Construction to be a joint venture partner on their latest development. So those are the kind of things that we like seeing. And, uh, you know, we've we got a few things that we're working on as well, too, uh, for the African-American community. One being the MLK Gandhi Empowerment Initiative. And we'll have more information about that. Uh, but uh, you talk about Representative Santos, uh, you know, people need to know that She's put in an appropriation request for $1 million for operating expenses for the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development, uh, which official name is the Central District Community Preservation and Development Authority. And she also has requested $5 million for capital improvements and also a million dollars for stipends for the uh, students that will be in the MLK Gandhi. Uh, we want to pay those folks because a lot of times people are in a very hard situation where they have to go to a training and try to survive without any money. So uh, we are we'll be giving uh, our participants $2,500 a month. And according to uh, the president, Ron Dixit, 
Uh, there'll also be some food subsistence. So we want people to concentrate on nothing but getting that digital technology training because they say from 12 to 14 weeks, people can, may start 60 to 80,000 depending on their own skill level. And uh, well, the uh, recommendations will be coming from uh, uh, the board of, of uh, the advisory board and the board members because we want everybody to have a buy-in. It's not like, hey, we hear somebody we just want to get rid of. No, it's not like that. We want people who are serious about it. And we have like a number of recommendations already, like Bishop Gary Tyson and other folks are making some recommendations. So that's another thing that we need to also amp up because when we want to have the students lined up when the money hits and look like it's going to be coming. So Hayward, now in terms of uh, uh, if, if it's raining on, on, uh, on Monday afternoon, uh, we've been invited by Minister Jim Rehira to have the event uh, at uh, Colgate Church of Christ, which is up right up the street on Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Way South. And uh, uh, we're going to be asking people coming in, unless they're eating at the reception or doing the program, that's going to be the case. We're going to ask people to mask up. We know a lot of people don't want to do this and do that, but we're going to be requesting that. And we're also going to be asking for folks who have been vaccinated, although that doesn't seem to be a problem with Minister Hurd. So uh, anything else you want to add before we take this break? You're going to hang on the next part with Minister Herb. Oh, anyway, I, I, we can further down. I, I just want to, again, thank the uh, IBEW 46, that local union. Um, uh, Anthony, Tony, uh, Tony Butler has been out there uh, putting up the lights and the uh, IBEW 46, the apprenticeship program. We got a lot of good young people of color who are out there in the park right now hanging up lights and checking on them. They really did a nice job. Yeah. Well, I'm also encouraged by the work that uh, Pastor Rick Lawrence Willis is doing too out in Kent with that pre-apprenticeship program. You, Claude Burfick, and I uh, had an opportunity. We were invited out to speak to them. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy to see that these kind of training opportunities are coming available. But uh, the MLK Gandhi Empowerment Initiative, the digital uh, technology training and the various steps that people can go in uh, in terms of increasing their knowledge. And the thing about that is that once you gain the knowledge, uh, whether if you have a, a, a criminal record, uh, you still could participate because of the fact, uh, for example, Microsoft uses 750,000 subcontractors. You might not be able to sit in the front door at Facebook or Google or Microsoft, but if you have those skills, you still can get a contract and still be gainfully employed uh, and working from home. Because uh, I see right now that some of these companies are saying, 50% in the office and 50% from home. So, hey, we're, we're going to take a quick break and come back with Minister Hurd right after this. So, Eric, we're going to take this break and come back. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community, and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, Visit lease.ctacshops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on link light rail and fly by the gridlock? 
It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill and the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Live Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Live Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. Okay, Eddie Ryan back at Urban Forum Northwest uh, with, with uh, Hayward Evans. Uh, we're trying to uh, connect up with... Uh, Pastor uh, Minister Jimmy Jimmy Hurd uh, from uh, the Holgate uh, Church of Christ. Uh, hoping that I just called him, hoping to think he was going to be on my phone. So uh, I better give him a call back. So hey, well, why don't you go over the program once again from beginning to end while we do that? Okay, yeah, we're going to. You know, the program begins at five o'clock in Martin Luther King Park. Everybody knows where that's at from around this area. Are the MCs? Are you course, calling in or getting on Zoom? What? Bo- well, both. Excuse me. They should be able to uh, uh, zoom in. We're going to be on Rainer Avenue Radio uh, with with Tony B, and should be able to go to our website to see the entire program. The invocation is going to be the senior minister Jimmy Hurd from there at uh, Holgate Street Church of uh, Christ, and we're so lucky because before he allowed us to use his facility. Uh, when it when it rained that day, and we had receptions there before, really a great facility, uh, right across the street. But he's going to be doing the invocation. Our masters of ceremony, the co-convener, you Eddie, and also Charday Moore, who's the chair of the Martin Luther King Organizing Coalition of Seattle and King County, just had a huge event considering the pandemic. A couple thousand people uh, the march on King's holiday. Uh, okay, to- we have been doing joined by Minister Jimmy Hurd. Uh, the senior pastor of Holgate Church of Christ. So, Minister Jimmy Hurd, thank you for being with us today. You're welcome. Thanks we for the invite. Yeah, I had you all over Facebook and everywhere, so I just knew you had saw yourself. But anyway, he was on the line with us, and we just want to talk about, you know, the importance of uh, Dr. King and the importance of recognizing and participating in Black history events, uh, uh, things about us for us. So we'd like to have you just share that. And also let folks know a little bit about your background too. Sure. Uh, yeah, briefly, my background, uh, I was born in Tennessee. We moved to Seattle in 1963. And interesting, that was right in the middle of the civil rights movement. You know, my father, who had grown up in the South, uh, wanted to bring myself and my two brothers up in an environment where there was more opportunity. So that's, that's what led us to Seattle. He was a school teacher. Yeah, both my both my folks were school teachers, and uh, so that's what led us to Seattle. And uh, yeah, I, I, in terms of civil rights and and those kind of issues, uh, you know, when I was in uh, junior high, uh, and my brother was in high school, we both participated in the volunteer busing program. That's that's when they were starting the busing back in the '70s, late '60s, early '70s, and so we did that. And uh, so that's a little, little, little bit about my background. I did all my schooling here. And so now I've, I've been uh, serving uh, my church 
here. We've, we've celebrated our 50th year. We're going to have a celebration program this coming year, but uh, we've been on this corner for 50 years trying to serve the community. And so I've been serving as the minister here for well, about 20 years, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, most of that community has moved, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, you know, we go out in the neighborhood just to just to meet the neighbors and talk about some of their needs. Nobody's left. I, I would say in a like in a four square block area, I met two fit two families, two households who were here back in the 70s. Everybody's gone. Wow. New totally new community. Uh, well, hey and I really want to thank you for participating uh, in the program and also uh uh, hosting the reception, uh, and I don't. I will send you a list of uh, the program itself because I know you're busy teaching right now, and uh, you can hear Hayward uh, talk about the, the entire program. But I'll make sure that he emails you the entire program since you're involved in the program. Yeah, one, one one of the key things is you know this this church we're we're not a Sunday only church. We we we're here as a community center to serve the community. That's why we're here. And so uh, right now we've got a after school program going for uh, uh, for elementary school kids. We started a program when the schools closed and we had uh, students to come and do the remote learning here. But the principal, you know, we do homeless uh, dinners at uh, on Wednesday night, every Wednesday night. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, we're, we are a community center. We're here for the people, for the community. Well, I can just say we're, we're very appreciative of you. And every time we've come for you for anything, you've always been there. So on that note, thank you and thank thank your church and your congregation a lot. And and for the people who haven't been to your facility, it's absolutely gorgeous. We're it's blessed. beautiful inside. Good job. We're blessed. And I appreciate you guys. You know, you, you guys have been working for Seattle citizens for years. And, uh, you know, Eddie was my hero when I was in high school and college. He was my com- He's my community activist hero. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know. <laughs> hey, I'm not that much older than you, Hayward. Come on. Oh, God is good. But I want to say that, uh, you know, my sister was also in the busing program. It's one thing that I've been the NAACP fellow. It seems like me, they took some of the brightest students because Hayward, Hayward had to bus from High Point to Ballard. Ballard. He, was only black, he was only black beaver out there. But any. any <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know, so good thing that now is your brother uh, Lamar heard. Is he younger than you? Yeah, Lamar's uh, Lamar's uh, six years younger than I am. He went to Garfield. He was a star I know at Garfield. It was a star basketball player like you. You did basketball and track. Matter of fact, he, yeah. he got a scholarship at uh, University of Oregon in track. Yeah, I yeah. know he's a yeah. family of outstanding athletes. Now you played basketball at Roosevelt, right? I was basketball and baseball. Okay. Yeah, I was there when uh, James Edwards were there. We won the state. Tournament seventy three. He sure did. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Everybody said, "How come you're not a Garfield?" <laughs> I know. I know. That's what well, my grandson's saying. a Garfield now, so my grandson. Oh well, great. Okay. Well, yeah. I know that one of the herds got a, a championship banner hanging from the gym. I know that. <laughs> that was Lamar. Yeah. So I, we, we appreciate you letting your younger Thanks brother you come to Garfield. He didn't get he didn't get busted out to Roosevelt. Yeah. So. Um, well, Minister Hurd, I really do thank you for your contributions, and uh, the people got a chance to hear exactly Great. what you're about, what your church is about. Uh, you know, uh, feed, feed, feeding the homeless, being open for the community, and that's something that's drastically needed as they have. Because uh, I know that right now, uh, Mount Calvary uh, on 23rd 
is uh, either sold or is up for uh, sale. Okay. And uh, Bishop Witherspoon is going to move the church to where the people are. Uh, so you stay where you are. And, Lord uh, willing, we be here. Yeah, I hear you. So uh, thank you very much, sir. We'll see you on Monday. Very and, well. Uh, hey, we're not, we'll meet with you before you. then so we can work out the details. So thank you very much, Minister. Sounds Jimmy good. Heard. Thanks a lot. God okay. Bless. All right. God bless Bye. you too. Okay. Now you see the kind of folks that we'll be dealing with. And uh, Minister Hurd is doing some fantastic things at, at Holgate Church of Christ. I mean, you know, going out, feeding the homeless and being open for the community, which is really, really important. So we should be joined by Gabriel Prawl anytime. So, Hayward, you want to um, give the folks a little bit uh, history while we wait for Gabriel to hook up with us? Yeah, you know, the, uh, the history of the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee, uh, Eddie, you know, when we were sitting there at a, uh, a meeting, I guess back in 2017, and, and we were talking about the Martin Luther King March and said something needs to be done that people can take take things home with them. So we started with the uh, that following year with the Opportunity Fair. And then we said, you know, civil rights is something people need to look at year-round. It's something that they need to embrace. And so I guess we started the organization. Yeah. You know, Gabriel has joined us, Hayward. He's on the phone. I thought he was Zoom. Uh, Gabriel, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Hey. Okay, well, thanks very much. Hayward is on the line. And... Gabriel Prawl is uh, president of the Seattle uh, chapter of A. Philip Randolph Institute. Uh, A. Philip Randolph is uh, near and dear to me. I met him in, when I was a little boy in the 50s because uh, he had designated my father, Eddie Rice Sr., to be the Northwest Organizer of the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters in 1950. And he was coming back and forth to Seattle. We didn't move up into 52. So uh, A. Philip Randolph Institute, and that struggle means a lot to me, Gabriel. So why don't you just uh, introduce our, yourself to our listeners and let them know a little bit about your background, and then we'll talk about uh, African-American Legislative Day. Thank you, Brother A. Uh, my name is Gabriel Prawl. I'm presently the um, president of the Seattle chapter of the April Randolph Institute. I'm also uh, vice president of the International Longshore and Wales Union Local 52. And um Coast wide co chair of the African American Longshore Coalition. You're busy. <laughs> yes. And so on uh, Monday, we have a significant event that's going to be occurring. And uh, why don't you share with our listeners about who's involved and how that will transpire? So, for the set, for, I would say about 17 years in a row, we'll be part of uh, organizing the Charles Roll on African American Legislative Day. And that's that's for our open discussion panel with state officials and, and an opportunity for our, to get key issues heard by our community and our working class people. And uh, on that day and that event, we got a, a lot going on on that day. Um, one of the, um, the list of things that are going on, we're going to have our national president, um, a API national president, Clayola Brown. She's also the civil humane and women's rights director for the national AFL-CIO. We also will be having a governor of Washington State, Jay Inslee, the Department of Transportation Secretary, Roger Miller, uh, assistance to the Department of Correction, uh, Adrian Thompson. Uh, we also would have our lobbyist and partner, Paul Banks, will take, will talk about some of the supported bills by APRI and our community partners. Those bills are bills that are passed through um, 
right now on the last session on, on the 15th. We mm-hmm. also will be having our young people panel talking about gun violence, mental health, suicide, and homelessness. We also have uh, Viking Garrett, who is president and CEO of Africa Town Community Land Trust in Seattle, who will be doing a panel presentation. Uh, we also have a panel discussion and presentation with our Black Legislative Caucus. Uh, we also would have a presentation from King County Equity Now on the work they are doing in the community. And then we'd have a closing and upcoming event. So we kind of have a full day going on on that day, brother. Now, uh, this is going to be a virtual event, Gabriel? It is going to be virtual. And people can um, register at www.apriseattle.org. That's www. APRICL.org. And the event starts at 10.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. And um, it's a Zoom event. And I, I would like to mention some of our sponsors, like um, the Washington State District Council, the Washington State Labor Council, um, the MLK Labor. And these are our labor partners, Liona Local 242, USCW 21, APALA, which is a constituency group. We also got um, the machinists, um, IAM 751, King County Equity Now, and Tacoma uh, APRI, which is also part of the Alexander. Well, that, that, that's an outstanding lineup. So at 1030, and if folks go to APRISeattle.org, is that it? That's, that's correct. And um, this, this event is also going to be um, Facebook, so it, it's going to be here nationally, and maybe we have some people might be joining internationally on this event. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is the, the, the um, benefit of doing it over Zoom, that people can able to watch all over the nation and the country and what APRI is doing. And okay. the stuff that's going on in, in, in Washington State and the work that organizations are doing here. You know, well, we, also Gabriel, join, we also want to add um, the Seattle Urban League that also was an endorser um, on, on this event. Okay, that's great. Heyward, do you have a question or comment for Gabriel? Uh, just a good job, Gabriel. And Gabriel, now you're going to be announcing the event by the Martin Luther King Committee, correct? That's correct. That's correct. And, and so I'm going to be there uh, attending yours, and we hope to see you that evening uh, at Martin Luther King Park. Okay. Five o'clock. Five o'clock, brother. Uh, we're making sure we announce that. I'm making sure before the event and that uh, we let people know that this is going on, that um, black history is still going on all day long. Right. Every day, all day. I like hearing That's that right. one. Okay. And so, uh, once again, why don't you give that information one more time about... Uh, about the, how people can uh, log on and participate in the African-American Legislative Day and give them the time it's going to uh, be and who some of the participants are going to be, once again. So it will be uh, www.apriseattle.org and it starts, uh, and I repeat again, www.apriseattle.org and um, it starts at 10.30 a.m. ends at 2.30 p.m. And, um, and, and you want, are you asking for the participants on this event? Yes, yeah, so that would be great. 
As so a matter of fact, I have, have you, a national you, president, Clayola Brown, who is also mm -hmm. the president of the Civil and Humane and Women's Rights Directive for the National AFL-CIO. We have uh, our governor of Washington State, Jay Inslee, the Department of Transportation Secretary, Roger Miller, Assistant to the Department of Correction, Adrian Thompson. We also have our lobbyist and partner, Paul, uh, Reverend Paul Benz. Be As a matter of fact, you mentioned that Paul Benz is on the line right now. Reverend Paul, are you on the line? Yes, yes, I'm. Oh, he I'm is. Okay. okay, well, Gabriel gave his report, and uh, he's been working diligently in pulling this thing off. And we know that uh, Hayward mentioned already that that uh, there's an award named in honor of Reverend Paul Benz for his decades of service of uh, serving the people. Uh, if you could quickly, uh, Reverend Benz, just share with us some of uh, the important legislation where people still might be able to have an a, a, a impact on. I certainly will, Eddie, and, and thank you so much for always uh, having me on your show. Really appreciate it. Appreciate our uh, friendship and um, and also the, the very honor to have the award in, in, in my name. The legislation, I'll give uh, three bills very quickly for your listeners to uh, advocate on, and the quickest way they can advocate is that 1-800 number. That's the legislative hotline, 1-800-562-6000. That's 1-800-562-6000. So the first bill that's coming up, uh, it's coming up tomorrow morning, is uh, a bill that would reform our clemency system. It's Senate Bill 5036. That's 5036 Senate bill. It's going to be heard. It's passed the Senate and it's going to be heard in the House Public Safety Committee tomorrow morning at 1030. This bill is a bill that is supported by the NAACP uh, State Conference and all of its chapters here in Washington State. Uh, it would make the board uh, more community-oriented, people with lived experience on it versus law professionals. Obviously, they'll still have some law professionals on it. Um, and it will also allow people with longer sentences simply to have the, the ability, the right, to petition the board uh, to, for their case to be heard. Um, I know many of your listeners and all of us here, Eddie, believe in restorative justice, that uh, second chance, and that's that's what this bill would, would create. The second bill, I'll just roll right along here. Um, right ahead. The, the, the second bill um, is is at the very, very basic level, uh, just to make it plain, right? Um, this bill, House Bill 1169, is going to get heard next Tuesday in the Senate Law and Justice Committee. And basically what this bill will do, it will give our black and brown youth who have made some horrible decisions with weapons um, in years past, give them a second chance. Uh, this is called the Weapons Enhancement Bill. Uh, it's, it's sponsored by Representative uh, Roger Goodman, and it will be heard next. And so this is a bill. Both of these, uh, we want people to get out and support, to let their legislators know. Um, uh, it's, it's far past due that these, uh, weapon sentences get stacked upon one another, uh, by county prosecutors and judges. And we want that to end. Um, so this bill would, would uh, move us along that way, uh, considerably. The third bill is a bill that I'm asking for people to oppose. It's uh, house bill 2037. That's 2037. Uh, we all know that many uh, bills, good bills, were passed last session in the 2021 session around police reform. Uh, we have heard nothing but pushback from law enforcement 
as we've been trying to transform that institution uh, to make it more accountable, uh, to, to make sure that the communities that have been negatively impacted uh, for decades, for centuries, that that get turned around. So now the House just passed this bill, which would allow police to once again, uh, for minor t- traffic stops, um, allow uh, people to be detained and arrested. And we, uh, I don't need to tell your listeners or you, Eddie, uh, who, which communities are, get the most impacted by that. So um, we are trying to make this bill better by requiring a data collection so that, there, so that we can be watchdogs in terms of if this bill does get passed, because that's our sense, but we want to fight it in the Senate as much as we can. It gets heard uh, next Tuesday as well. So sorry to well, take I know, long, but, but I wanted to that's get great. those. No, that's great. That's great to hear. I know that uh, Representative Sharon Santos had another education bill, I think it was uh, uh, HB 7068, uh, to reform some parts of education. Well, Reverend Paul Benz, you know, we really appreciate you. Uh, he's a retired director of Faith Action Network, <laughs> but he is not retired. He's been working diligently, and I can't uh, thank you enough for helping us get uh, the, the Central District Community Preservation Development Authority. That led House Bill 1918 passed that was sponsored by Representative Sharon Tomiko Santos that created the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development, a uh, name for Reverend Dr. Samuel Berry McKinney. Uh, so uh, uh, even though you retired, I'm sure glad you're not too tired to keep pursuing justice for the people. So I really Never. do appreciate that. Never. You, you know, Eddie, those of us that uh, believe in freedom, um, as, as the song goes, right, uh, will never rest. So um, you and I and so many will continue the fight to put our hands on that, as Dr. King called it, that uh, the moral arc and bend it towards justice. So um, uh, for those that have uh, where it's been, um, where justice has not been uh, taken place. So, okay. Uh, I'll continue. The Reverend Benz, uh, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll hear you on Monday because I'm going to participate in African American Legislative Day uh, with yeah. all the presenters there. And then uh, we'll see you uh, at five o'clock that afternoon down at the Martin Luther King Memorial Civil Rights Park. And uh, we just had Minister Jimmy Hearn on, who is going to host the reception uh, after the event. And if it rains, we'll have the, the event at Holgate Church of Christ. I want to thank Gabriel Prawl, Reverend Paul Benz. Uh, Haywood Evans, co-convener of MLK uh, Commemoration Committee. Thank you all very much, and I'll see you on Monday. Thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break, Haywood, and I'll come back and wrap it up. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community, and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend Port Gen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at Port Seattle. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. 
Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill and the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. All right, now, uh, Eddie Rye, I want to thank my guest today, Deborah Moore Jackson, founder of the African American Achievement Awards over uh, in uh, Kitsap County, Hayward Evans, co convener of the Martin Luther King Jr. Commemoration Committee, Minister Jimmy Hurd, pastor of the Holgate Church of Christ, Gabriel Prawl, president of the CLA Philip Randolph Institute, Reverend Paul Benz, recently retired director of Faith Action Network and still on People's Case. I want to thank the Port of Seattle Diversity Contracting Office, Mian Rice, Lawrence Coleman, Josie Regan, Sound Transit's Labor uh, Chief, Leslie Jones, and Civil Rights Office Leader, uh, John T. Robinson. Leslie and Richard Jones will be honored uh, on Saturday night. And I also want to thank the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office. And don't forget, if, uh, if you haven't got a ticket yet for the King's Ball, the sponsored by the Port of Seattle's um, Blackson Government Chapter, you still can call Patricia Lee. I'm sure she can. That's going to be held at the SeaTac Marriott. Uh, that's also an event that's going to be held on the 19th. So a lot of things are happening uh, uh, on uh, Black History. So Eddie Rye, we'll be talking to you again next week. Eric, thanks for everything, buddy. Have a good weekend. 